Hello, friends, and welcome to Help! I'm Awake! I'm Sadie. And I'm Owen. And every Sunday we have a cup of tea, pull an oracle card, and have a conversation about mental health and spirituality. All right, today we pulled the crow card. All right, I'll give it a read. The crow is the keeper of universal law, the law of truth. Crow teaches us to walk our talk, to find congruence between who we say we are and who we really know ourselves to be. This winged one, this winged one insists that we speak truth, that we create that we create truth instead of searching for it, and that we bring truth to every situation we find ourselves in. When you speak the truth and practice truth, eventually everything you say becomes true. Your power to co-create with the truth is the universal law. Correct what is untrue in your life without judgment. Let the truth set you free. Be true to your word. Crow arrives just as we have convinced ourselves that what we are doing is right and justified. And while this may be the case in the realm of relative truth, in the higher realm of absolute truth, it is not. Look deeply into your heart and remain alert lest you convince yourself of something that isn't deeply true for you or perhaps is not the highest truth. Do not seduce yourself with illusions. Ah, I love that card. I love every card. I, I love say crows. every time, but yeah, the crows really I hit. I love crows so much. Yeah, so that kind of reminds me of like toxic spiritual traps that oh, like keep things. us like our ego is keeping us from our actual truth mm. and even after we quote unquote waken up the ego is always there trying to find its way in trying to you know prevent you from prevent your, truth, you from your, your actual truth. growth yeah because i think yeah. there's a difference between waking up and spiritual growth yes. waking up catalyzes spiritual growth but spiritual growth is a lifestyle is a choice is a way yes. of living and a lot of people can fall into like spiritual traps mm-hmm. that are egoic because they don't quite know how to really take the human side of the spiritual path. Like right. that we are still humans in a flesh body. Right. Right. Exactly. So we actually, I found this really awesome article about uh, traps sabotaging your spiritual Ooh. growth. Um, so yeah, it's called 11 Traps Sabotaging Your Spiritual Growth. <laughs> nice. Um, we'll probably still link this um, in the description of this Ooh, just yeah. so people can actually check it out. But it's by Mateo Soul. It's on lonerwolf.com. Um, and he just puts things in like the best way like he really captures exactly what he's getting at in a very small amount of words and yeah, i really love and, it and after i read it i definitely especially as a as an awakened person who's on a spiritual journey who has other people in my life that are on spiritual journeys it really made me realize like whoa that's like a trap that i that i fall into with my own spirituality and almost using because there's times where i use my spirituality as a crutch right you know instead of taking like responsibility for myself in some yeah. way so like let's define what we mean by traps i guess what what do you mean when you say i think when we're saying trap? traps it's it's misconceptions of our spiritual nature and our faith mm-hmm. that can inhibit us inhibit us from our yes yes that can inhibit us from our spiritual growth yeah that actually keep us trapped yeah you know trapped from expanding further yeah because 
somebody can be awakened to the truth of the world and and have a glimpse of their higher right. self, you know, their right. waking up moment. But that isn't the actual work. The work of being a spiritual being and living a spiritual life and living as your authentic self right. and living your truth is a lifestyle. It takes work mm-hmm. and it takes constant checking in on this on yourself mm-hmm. of you know where is my ego at right now and 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 it's interesting there can be a spiritual ego that right. can come in once you waken up mm-hmm. especially cuz you know you wake up there's the point where you realize that you are a co-creator that you are also source energy mm-hmm. that you are also a god or goddess along with everyone else and that can almost make you have more of an ego because you're like oh you you get like a spiritual complex of I am more conscious than you. I have a higher consciousness, oh, yeah. therefore I'm better. And that's than one you. of them themselves. That's mm-hmm. a spiritual trap itself. There's mm-hmm. so many different things that inhibit us from seeing that the work never ends, and yeah. we think that as soon as we're so called enlightened or awake, that the work is easier or over. I mean, it does get more familiar, which makes it feel easier, but there's a lot of things that we kind of put up in our own way mm-hmm. that is part of the realization of the the journey that we're on. Right. It can become an excuse not to take responsibility for ourselves. We can start to put we can start to put hatred towards our guides or mother earth or something because it's like why did this thing happen to me why you know we victimize ourselves and then we like throw it onto the higher power Mm -hmm. instead of actually you know taking it with a humble with humility and uh using it as a lesson for your your human self exactly so i'm just gonna go and run through so he uh mateo soul puts 11 different um, traps that we get ourselves into. So I'm just going to run run through those, give a little brief glimpse of what we're going to be talking about. So Perfect. there's the trap of spiritual bypassing, and we'll get into all of these in detail. The trap of superiority, the mm. trap of forcefully trying to wake others up. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. The trap of wanting to help others, the trap of wanting to revolutionize the world, the trap of meaninglessness, the trap of avoiding everyday responsibilities, the trap of self-victimization, the trap of savior complex, Mm. the trap of attachment, and the trap of relying on external answers. Ooh. Yeah, so a lot of these kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, they all have a little... toxic in their own way. Yeah, they all have a little (laughs) bit of... They're all very... They're all similar in their own way. I would almost argue that they're all forms of spiritual bypassing. Um, Right. But, yeah... Yeah, this is some good stuff. Yeah, these were just put a, in a very nice and very nice way. So yeah, that's nice why cohesive. We're so we're just going to use this to riff off of. Yes. So um, I will just start with number one then, the yeah, trap of spiritual great. bypassing. And I will read what um, the, uh, the original author puts because I think he puts it really, really nicely um, yeah. in a lot of these ways. Read and then we'll me. just kind of bounce off of that and bounce off of the card. We're excited. And see where we go. Read it to me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So spiritual bypassing is the practice of using spirituality to avoid, suppress, or escape from certain emotions or situations in life. Common types of spiritual bypassing include numbing one's emotions through spiritualized representation and avoidance, unhealthy obsession and attachment to the positive, and adopting a passive-aggressive nice mask, 
Oh. Ooh, yeah, the nice mask. Mm. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, debilitating judgment about one's negativity or shadow self, anger phobia, weak personal boundaries, blind or excessively tolerant compassion to others de- detrimenting oneself or the other, forcefully trying to kill the ego mm-hmm. and condemn the bad slash evil. That's so good. Yeah, that one's a bad one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exaggerate detachment getting stuck in theoretical spirituality and dogmatic beliefs about truth, denial of self self-responsibility by placing it on another higher being, i.e. a spirit guide, um, an angel, um, delusions of having arrived at a higher level of being and using spiritual practices to escape unpleasant emotions. For example, using meditation to dissociate from emotions rather than transmute them. So yeah, wow, those are really good, good examples because um, a lot of us, everyone's guilty of these things at one point right. or another because this is also part of the journey. That's why we're talking about this. We mm-hmm. think it's really important to talk about this because even us have experienced, I've experienced a lot of these things yeah, and that's part too. of the work. That's part of the mm-hmm. things that you need to look at yourself. It's really awesome to be able to go inside and do all of this work, but you also need to notice the parts of ourselves that is kind of holding us back right, from it- fully developing to our full potential Mm -hmm. because it is a journey and waking up is the beginning Uh it's what what really matters is what you do with that enlightenment isn't a destination it is a lifestyle (coughs) and i really like i feel like a lot of the ones that you just a lot of the things you just listed off were all um kind of uh, encompassing like shadow work and the avoidance of shadow work. Yeah, it's toxic um, positivity mm-hmm. to an extent. Like, what did it say? Forcefully, forcefully trying to kill the ego and condemning it as bad slash evil. I have, let me tell you about. I have spoken and have have had many conversations with men, mostly men is, is what I see it, who are awake mm-hmm. and talk about how they like had a meditation the other night where they like murdered their ego in this meditation Ugh. and killed it or like put it in oh, a trap God. and talk about how they're like, I have to like make sure my ego is like in this trap so I don't, you know, do these quote unquote bad evil things yeah. when really you're just shaming yourself for some dark aspect about you. Yeah. And usually it's in some sexual way or mm-hmm. something. And like that the ego is always gonna be there. It's and it's not about killing the ego. It's about responding to the ego and right. and learning to go past the ego. The yeah. ego's voice is always gonna come up. Mm-hmm. It's part of you. It's part of you. And you almost need it to come up for you to have a little, like, nice check-in of, like, oh, my ego just came in. How am I doing? That means this is a lesson that I'm learning. Right. Good to know. Right. Exactly. Right. And a lot of these things, I think we've talked about spiritual bypassing before. Like, we've said we're not trying to be positively toxic or we're not trying to spiritually bypass here. When we say things like, you know, bring the light to a space or something like that. Like, that's what we mean by we don't want to falsely represent what we're saying because there are circumstances where, you know, somebody's going through a really hard time and some spiritualist just come up, comes up and says, Oh, uh, just, you know, keep your, keep your head up, look towards the light, you know, all these things that really right. There's aren't There's so much helping. good here right now. It's not helping because they're not in that situation. They're toxically right. pushing positive things that don't actually exist at that moment mm-hmm. because the, the other side of it needs to be embraced as well. Because right. part of the journey is sitting. We have, we've talked about it in other episodes. We have to sit in that pain. We have right. to sit in that suffering to really understand 
what it is to really understand what the feelings that we're feeling are and to really transmute them and to go through them using, like I said, meditation, not to escape from those hard emotions, but to sit in those hard emotions and transmute them rather than disassociate from them. Exactly. And also I like anger phobia too. I feel like especially with women in in our society that they you know have been told to you know not be angry or have a voice and we almost have this fear of the anger emotion and people when they're like they start to feel angry they put it down they're like no 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 I don't want to feel angry in this moment I don't want to like have this this emotion and anger is such a valid emotion there's so Mm -hmm. much power in anger and anger can be felt in healthy ways. Mm-hmm. And it's actually when you when you are disassociating yourself from the anger, that's when it's going to come out in a moment mm-hmm. of rage and in a moment of violence right. and something really toxic. Exactly. No, so then going back to the card, in the beginning it said... Um, the wing, This winged one uh, insists that we speak our truth and that we create our truth instead of searching for it and that we bring truth to every situation that we find ourselves in. Um, as well as at the end, it says, do not seduce yourself with illusions. And I think this really fits into both of those really well, um, because mm-hmm. a lot of this can be kind of elusive because you're kind of just delusional and thinking that only right. things are positive. Like that is not, that's not correct. Like, right. Cause enlightenment is a thing, but the duality of enlightenment or existence itself is not existence right. is nothing is is no enlightenment is the human is the suffering right and that duality exists and we need to know that it's it's both yes you are that soul that you saw you are mm-hmm. that god that goddess is part being. of your truth that is yes. a part of your truth but it is not the whole truth yes the whole truth you is are... the other side of the coin exactly. too. exactly yep you can't just be looking at one side of this thing it is every side of the thing which is the whole truth which is finding right. and creating the whole truth not mm-hmm. just existing in this small part that we think to be true right and enlightenment is great but again it's not a destination it is a journey it's about it's about bringing those parts together in harmony And knowing that your human is just as valid. Why would we be in a flesh body if we were supposed to be our God, Goddess self? If we were supposed to be our God, Goddess self, we would be that already. There's Uh a reason why we chose to humble ourselves and be human and come here on earth and learn these lessons. And that's really where the real work is, is about how can I mold my human Mm -hmm. with my God, Goddess self and be both at the same time. Reach in the middle, Mm -hmm. in the heart space. That's where the real like enlightenment is. And then that's where the societal issues come from as far as mental health issues is merging the two becomes really difficult at times because we struggle in finding our whatever our path or journey may be to our idea of enlightenment and then we have to mix that with you know the ego and Mm -hmm. the human things and then that causes tension Mm -hmm. and so a lot of this is keys some keys to finding um why we feel the ways we do mentally and how we use our spirituality almost as a crutch to not take responsibility for what we're feeling it can help us and not take responsibility for actions. it it has a balance in itself Mm -hmm. our faith and our spirituality has a balance in itself that that can't be 
we can't, you know, because they're not going to give us all the answers. If our if our guides gave us all the answers, mm-hmm. there'd be no point to be here and learn them. Yeah. Because we could just have the answers then. Right. Exactly. You know, we can't expect them to make the decisions for us. We mm-hmm. are co-creators. They are here to help. But ultimately, we are the ones that are in the flesh body. We are in the physical body doing the physical thing. Right. And we're supposed to be doing physical things in this in this world. That's why we are physically animated. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why we're here. All right, so on to the next one. So the next one is the trap of superiority. This one's really good. Yes. So this manifests as the tendency to look down upon others who are not as consciously advanced or awakened as you. The trap of superiority can be seen as subtle feeling of being better than others who aren't spiritual. In more extreme cases, this trap can appear as the tendency to lash out at people who are still asleep, blind, or sheep of society. This kind of reactive behavior can often be seen in people who have just woken up to this state of the world, yet have undergone minimal spiritual growth. We need to remember that everyone is doing the best they can at their level of consciousness. When the time comes, they will awaken too. Mm. I have personally struggled with this. I will be the first to say... Oh, me too. "Mm, Call me out. Yep. (laughs) When I was... It was definitely more... Like, towards the beginning, though, I can't agree. It's just, like, the shocking thing, and you're just like, oh, my God, I need everyone around me to, to feel do this, this, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. Like, it's, like, such a liberating feeling because you're just realizing yourself. That's you're really realizing, all it is. Yeah, you're, you're realizing not realizing you God. You're not realizing anything. You're realizing, you're realizing the who, power your of the self. authentic self, your true self. The truth. The truth. The capital yes. T truth. The, the truth. And then the truth gets confusing very quickly. That's why this becomes like very suppressing to us if we don't see that um, quickly, especially at the beginning of this, because we we will get ourselves trapped even more. Right. We start to see other people's truths and we're like, oh, you are also this too. You are awesome. Do it. And then we also, and then we see the duality and how they're not quite their whole truth. And then we can get mad at them. And then the ego could come in and be like, well, I had this experience. I'm better than you because Mm -hmm. I'm doing my spiritual stuff and I'm awake and I know more than you, you little mundane. Right. Like whatever, whatever. And that's the, that's that you're missing the point there. The point is to come together in unity as a whole. And that means accepting everything. Everyone where they are at their level of consciousness. Yes, exactly. We can't, everyone has their own journey. Everyone is here for a reason. We can't force anyone to be in a higher consciousness level than than they already are. And also just because you are, just because you've reached higher levels of consciousness has nothing to do with you being better than someone else. Mm -hmm. You are, we are equals. We are all equals. Right. So I think I'm just going to read the next one because I think it goes hand in hand with this one. For sure. So we can kind of just talk about both. So the trap of forcefully trying to wake others up. Kind of the same thing yeah. in a way, but yeah, just more, you know, like you, the more you pour, push somebody, the more they resist. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this one says, once we have awoken out of the matrix, it is common for us to desperately want our loved ones and fellow peers to awaken. We can see how much pain and delusion other people are in, and that riles us up in the intense desire to show them the truth. However, often our attempt to forcefully awaken people misfires quickly. Even though we have good intentions, our desire to save others causes them to backlash in ways that infuriate both them and us. 
Less responsive, they are to our pushy attempts to wake them up, the more frustrated and alienated we become. Eventually, mm. trying to force others to wake up both ends, or ends up harming both ourselves and others. Not only that, but this trap generates a lot of anger and misunderstanding, which results in further ego inharassment, sabotaging our spiritual growth. Let people wake up when they are ready. So basically the same thing. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like, it, it can kind of go both ways. You realize you're awake and then you can just have this superiority complex like, well, I'm better than everyone and I'm just going to live that way. Or you try to get everyone else mm -hmm. to, wake it up, to wake up with you. Right. And that is going to, you know, just, that's just going to be exhausting for Ugh, yourself. Yes. And everyone, everyone has their own journey and we have mm -hmm. to respect that. Yeah. And we can plant seeds all, all we can. And that's what, that's what that's I what like we've to plant learned. seeds. Yeah. That's what we've learned. Cause I feel this like is planting seeds. This what is we're doing seeds. right now right. is planting seeds I've... and it's your choice to water them. Right. It's not our choice to do that no, work for you. We that's can't what do we it mean. For you. And also if you're attacking someone with, this is how you're supposed to be. This is the capital T truth without their permission. Mm -hmm. Then they're instantly not going to listen to you and then become more resistant to the things that you're trying to tell them or to have them learn. Right. Exactly. And it's... I've seen myself do that. Like, yeah, I've, I've done it. Especially when I first woke up too. like yeah. I wanted everyone to understand and to and to, uh, you know, connect with me yeah. in that way. Mm -hmm. And I would just start to say things of like, oh, this is how I feel about this or this is what this is or blah, blah, blah. And it would push them away because yeah. they weren't. I don't know. I don't want to say they it's weren't there yet, but they, 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 I was trying to force their journey. Yeah. And it wasn't my job. Exactly. Or my responsibility. Yeah. That's why in our circumstance, we're making a podcast because if you're listening to this, you're choosing to listen to this. Right. You're choosing to be a part of this jargon. You're choosing to, you know, go on this journey yeah, yeah, with yeah. other people. And that's part of the planting seeds. That's right. part of sharing knowledge so that others can share because knowledge. we like and that helping can continue people. and p other people can plant seeds because it's about the collective um, it's about the collective understanding yeah. and doing the internal work yes. because it's not part of right because i else. can't heal someone and we talked about it when we talked about reiki like we don't heal i feel like i'm here to help wake people up i right. do feel like that's something i'm guided but i can't do it for you yeah i'm we just here to like to plant the seed, yeah, we to want be the to... vessel of energy for you to awaken to yourself because exactly. it's your journey and it's your responsibility to wake up and it's your responsibility right. to heal. That's yeah. no one else's. No one's going to save you. Yeah. And you're, you're totally, it's totally acceptable and needed to reach out to others to help guide you along those things. Yes. But our goal, especially. And if you is, ask, you will, you will you get will help. Receive, you yeah. will receive. But our goal as Reiki masters specifically is to help you help yourself. Our goal is to help give you the tools so that you can do this yourself right. and then help others do the same because it's not about somebody else fixing you, which that's a whole nother thing in itself um, right. within this. So yeah, we will just move on to the next one now. Cause this one kind of goes hand in hand with this as well. Oh Yeah. So the trap of wanting to help others, kind of the same thing <laughs> in a way. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of goes from with these last ones. It's kind yeah, of it's more kind of, of a it's kind micro of... to macro kind of understanding of Oh, yeah, these next way. two. You want to read the next one as well? Yeah, I can just read the next yeah, read... two. So, so this is four and five. Yeah, so this first one, the trap of wanting to help others. Uh, this trap is closely entwined with the previous trap, except it is more geared towards giving others advice. 
There's nothing wrong with wanting to help others as long as you respect their boundaries, but sometimes developing an expanded spiritual perspectives gives the ego an opportunity to feel more knowledgeable than others still trapped in an illusion. Mm. When unsolicited advice is given to others, the results can be Dis- disastrous. Sorry, I cannot read <laughs> that word right now. Disastrous. Think anger, upset, or offense. Wanting to help others can also be used as a way of escaping our need to help ourselves. Oh, yep, <laughs> it is so true. Under the guise of being spiritual and compassionate, helping others can be just another form of spiritual bypassing. 100%. And mm-hmm. then the next one the trap of wanting to revolutionize the world. So on a larger scale. So like a more... Yeah. Um, We want to wake up the lies and corruption present in our current societal structure. Many of us want to desperately change the society we live in. We fall into the trap of thinking that freedom, Mm. honesty, and justice can be created by changing the external system. As a result, we buy into the us versus them and divide and conquer mentality that is the product of the ego's tunnel vision. We do not Mm. realize that we are actually fueling the corrupt system, which depends on anger and chaos to thrive and survive. Instead of understanding that all true changes come from an internal revolution, we get caught up in the pursuit of external revolution, which is fragile and transient. Ooh, yeah, okay. That's really good. Yeah, I've so those two, yeah, hand in hand. Done, I've definitely felt and Yeah, I've them. definitely felt and, and have asked myself questions, too, with even this podcast. I was like, am I speaking all these things because I really need to hear them and I'm just projecting them onto, like, other people? Or am I wanting to help others through an ego sense of like I feel right. like I am more knowledgeable than other no, people no. or something and you know I, I I had to ask myself those questions because my you know my, I was definitely feeling like is this egoic or whatever and of course like what we explained before you know I, I've lo- come to learn that yes I want to help others yeah. but I can only plant seeds yeah. I can't do the work for exactly. someone else and the real work like I said in number five is your own work if you want to see real change in the world and see outwardly change you have to go inwardly first right if you want to see society revolutionize into something so much more abundant and loving then revolutionize yourself yeah and you become lead, more abundant lead and loving. by example lead by example embody that's the only way you can really do it because right. the outward world is an illusion the outward world is fragile and fragmented mm-hmm. and can be changed in an instant but then can instantly go back to the old ways right right so it's really all up to each individual leading their own path in whatever way that means it does not mm-hmm. have to be the same as own and i it does not have to be the same as your family right it doesn't have to be the same it it's and that is your choice. You. That yeah. is your choice that you make. And that's why we can't forcefully heal other people or get them to waken up because it is their choice. Mm-hmm. We can, if they want to listen, then they will listen. And then we can plant seeds if they choose to listen. But again, that's their choice and their truth. to make that decision. That's their truth. And that's them wanting that to find their to truth. Them. Yeah. So all of these things kind of fall under the illusions part of this card, not falling into these mm-hmm. illusions we set for ourselves. Yes, the illusions of the outside world. Because that's not our truth. We feel it that it is, especially once we've awoken and we're just like, oh my God, this is so crazy. Right. This is so awesome. We have this like really powerful sense about us. Right. But we we gotta like tame that a little bit. Right. There's a humble. There's a, we need there's to a, humble it. There's a there's a humility with it because I felt that too when 
um, I've like felt, you know, being an empathic, like feeling like, wow, I'm feeling like the pain of the world today. Like yeah. not just my pain, but the whole entire earth's like pain. And then I feel this like, you know, this thought of like, oh, I need to heal it. I need to heal the whole world. Yeah, like, what it's can my I do? job to heal the whole world. What can I do? And also sitting in like a, which brings us to number six, mm-hmm. a helplessness mm-hmm. with it. Like there's nothing that I can do. Right. The world is in pain and nothing fucking matters then. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so let's read that one actually, because this is kind of um, the the result of these things or can be the result Can be the of result of feeling those things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so the trap of meaninglessness. Once we experience divine and transcendent states of being in which we become one with all, we can fall into a trap of spiritual nihilism after the mm. experience passes. In other words, we once real or once we realize from the perspective of the universe that nothing we do ultimately matters because all is passing, we can fall into a depressive mindset. Using truths such as all is an illusion. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, yep, there we are. Caught. (laughs) The person who falls for this trap tends to filter life through the mind. By mentally clinging to these truths, they become beliefs that the ego uses as an excuse to paradoxically feel separate from existence. Oh, it's that ego of like, it's kind of going back to that superiority thing too. Like, oh, I've been awakened and now everything sucks because I know the truth yeah. and nothing matters because no one else knows the yeah, truth the or something well. like that. Mm-hmm. And I think in this circumstance, the whole all is an illusion thing is really just the fuck it. What is life? Right. Who cares? Kind of thing. It's kind of this. Right. Whole, we're like, going to die anyways. Yeah. So. And I know this. And because I know that you should like believe me and you mm-hmm. should, you know, like, I don't know. Have a, it's it is a sense of right. Well, again, egoism, there's there's that duality. Sure. There's the duality of everything is beautiful and means something, and everything has a purpose. And the duality of that is it doesn't. It's meaningless. And there's a balance. There's a balance mm-hmm. between those two extremes. Exactly. Yeah. The duality mm-hmm. that goes all the way back to duality. So yeah, that that comes down to illusions true of our of of our truth. A lot of these are. Really just illusions yeah. that we put on well, ourselves. Well, and they're all mind, all of, the, all of these traps are very mind-based. It's taking spirituality, which is not a thought no. or a way or an explanation. It's a feeling. Right. It's faith. It's feeling. It's truth. Yeah. Capital T truth is is not necessarily the easiest, easily explained in words because right. it's beyond language. Enlightenment mm-hmm. is a feeling. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not so, a belief. It's not a belief system. It's not... It's not a belief system. It's not a mind train. It's not a philosoph- philosophical idea. It is. It is. Hu- it's feeling. It, I. I don't know how. See, I it's can't even explain. I can't really put words to, to what that extent. is. It's being. Like, it's almost like mm-hmm. the most plain way to it's put surrender. it. It's complete surrender. It's complete surrender to who to you the human are, experience. To the experience. To the journey. Yeah, to the spiritual soul you are living the human living the human experience. experience. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what that is. So moving into more human experiences, the seventh trap is the trap of avoiding everyday responsibilities. So that's moving more from like the mind's traps to the bodily traps. And these are almost looking like chakras. They're kind of, you know, the upper chakras are usually more about the mind. And like as we go lower, it's kind of more about the body. So it's kind of the same thing. So this one says, some people get so infatuated with the spiritual path that they avoid dealing with ordinary everyday affairs. 
This form of escapism can lead to leeching off others, not paying bills, evading taxes, obsessing with living off the grid, etc. <laughs> Definitely seen that. Mm. When avoiding everyday responsibilities, or when avoiding everyday responsibilities is worn as a badge of being consciously elevated or more spiritual, this too is a form of egoism in disguise. Of avoiding ordinary responsibilities which are not perceived as being spiritual enough can mm. also yeah, can also be a form of distraction that the ego uses to limit spiritual growth the more concerned and obsessed you are with living an outwardly spiritual looking life the more distance Ooh. from your inner work you become the difference between aesthetic and actual yeah literally embodiment right exactly sometimes we need to feed the sharks to keep them calm and lived balanced lives remember the old zen saying before enlightenment chop wood carry water after enlightenment chop wood carry water we need to be humble and recognize that ordinary daily life is the perfect place to spiritually grow and mature oh this is so good i have so many people need to hear this including ourselves i have followed this trap especially like yeah i especially last summer when I was doing a lot of um past life work on myself I would anytime I would you know feel kind of gross or shitty I would go to that space and then Mm -hmm. of course I was able to do some work on myself spiritually but it totally kept me from realizing that like oh I kind of dropped my dog off to this friend and you know went to study abroad in Paris for six weeks without really you know, taking ownership of that or paying him enough money. Right. Or, you know, really, you know, like, of course I needed the help to take care of my dog, but I didn't really appreciate him for what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And also just wasn't, you know, I totally escaped that, like Mm -hmm. my dog, like responsibility that I had of of being a pet owner. Right. And also, God, I mean, I struggle with this with my laundry, like. Oh my God. We are sitting around my laundry right now because of this. We are in my closet sitting with mm -hmm. unfolded laundry around Like days I come home from work or something and I have a few hours to myself, I will go and meditate instead of maybe doing my laundry. Right, Right, because it's easier. And I'm totally escaping that mundane Mm -hmm. human task that needs to be done. And there's discipline discipline in those tasks. And that's something big that it's one of, Buddhism's first teachings is discipline and Mm -hmm. yes you sit on the rock and you meditate but them those monks cleaned the courtyard and washed their dishes individually every single day at the same time you know in the day and and did it and they Buddhism really stresses being mindful during those practices and that's really what that's really where we can start meditating in a very physical way right do your laundry and breathe and do it and this is me talking to myself right now yeah do your laundry (laughs) breathe and do it as you and be really mindful of what you're doing put each piece of cloth uh put cloth put each (laughs) piece of clothing into the machine you know with intent and with um, and just look mindfulness, knowing yes. what you're doing and not being off somewhere else. Yes, these things can be actually great examples of mindful meditation mm-hmm. because they are the same. You want to, if you're wanting to embody meditative and spiritual practices, that is integrating them into mm-hmm. your everyday practices, including your everyday responsibilities. Including your mundane human things, paying your bills. Doing, yep. Paying your bills with gratitude and greatness, like, without being mad at it because, oh, I'm spiritual. I don't want to, like, have to give money to the government or something. But 
maybe there's a different perspective there right. where you can use your enlightenment as a way of living to then be like, okay, I'm paying my bills because this is a way of me giving back my gratitude right. of having a place to live. Exactly. And then I noticed in the, the card, the crow card, it says crow arrives just as we have convinced ourselves that we, what we are doing is right and justified. And while this may be the ca- case in the realm of relative truth, the higher realm of absolute truth, it is not the case. So it's kind of just like living our truth in the sense of, okay, we say we're this spiritual person that knows all these things and it seems like we've really got our shit together. Right, but, but do we? But because go, the human, but go to their house. Yeah. What does their house look exactly. like? Exactly. <laughs> no, literally, like, what, like, what does their house? human look like? like? <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, I'm guilty of that. I'm 100% guilty oh, of that. Oh, me too. Yeah. I am struggling more living the human aspects of these things because I really got into the spiritual side and I, like, my body remembered. To me, it was more of a remembering. I mm-hmm. think for both of us, we just Definitely. remembered how to do these spiritual things. Right. Because and we've then, had lives where Right. We've and then it. the work is still in the human. It's still yes. here. It's We're still here being in this human physical body what does owen need to learn yes Yes, i may have i may have this ancestral wisdom of my soul but owen is a human who is learning the the human experience so what does owen need to learn exactly and like owen said we wouldn't be human if we didn't need to learn something from it if we needed to learn how to be divine in these crazy spiritual things and whatever your version of enlightenment is then why would we be here right we if, if death is inevitable why would we come down here to be alive if not to actually learn something and to grow and learn what earth has to teach us, mm-hmm. if we were supposed to have all the answers here, there'd be no point to have a physical flesh body. No, not at all. Not at all. So yeah, this is definitely relating to the truth of being our human and really right. integrating the human to the, the spiritual beings that we are, like I said. Right. And, and it's also, it kind of goes in with like trying to change society. Like there's a part of spirituality where it's not about changing the world, but it's about accepting what the world is and realizing, okay. So for me, that was like, okay, I'm in America. I live in capitalism. Mm -hmm. That's something that I, you know, think could be different, but not necessarily something that I can change. So how can I use and, and go into capitalist in how our system works economically? How can I use that to my advantage? How could I use the capitalist society for me to live a spiritual life, for Mm -hmm. me to live my purpose the way I think that I want it to do? And still do the things that you feel are the right way the to right be way doing to live things, a human life or something but within the means possible right you know and that that goes back to the part where it's like the people who you know supposedly live off the grid grid and stuff like that like the the like everyday sponsor responsibilities kind of thing like oh if i just go like live off the grid i can live this super peaceful spiritual life even there you would have things to do yeah, even there especially right which that is do. a way to live but you would have disciplines you would yeah, have to go get gas for your car work. you would have to clean up your bed every day yeah. you'd have grow to grow your up, own food you'd have to you'd you have, have to buy to, grow your yeah. own food you'd have to set up your tent every day and, t- and put the fire up like yeah. there's still mundane human responsibilities in that life a lot a, a lot. lot of it it's yeah. almost like the more you go towards or away from the typical societal standards the Mm -hmm. more work and discipline you have to integrate so it's like the more you want to dive into these really deep practices if that's what you're called to you're also going to have to dive into the deep practices of being human right there's a way to we can embody the way we think humans are supposed to live in ourselves we can embody that yeah but then there is a surrender to okay like owen can't change capitalist america right now 
our generation maybe can uh, altogether. And I think, yes, we're naturally doing that. But there is a surrender to like, okay, this is what is here. Mm-hmm. This is what society, how society works. And now instead of, instead of having the meaningless perspective of woe is me and victimizing myself in that perspective, maybe there's a perspective of how can I use this to my advantage? How can I use capitalist America mm-hmm. to create more sense of community uh-huh. to bring in, um, to help people wake yeah, up and, and plant seeds. Yeah, and we see a lot seeds. of people do that, mm-hmm. and that's really freaking awesome. The right. movements that have been created, mm-hmm. especially, you know, we can use things like social media. We have these new technologies. We have ways of sharing information, like this podcast. Right. Like we have ways to get things out there now, so it does become easier in that sense. But you know, that's the we, balance in itself. We, we have to find the balance with right. There is balance. There is balance. We don't have to be martyrs of the realistic world, of the material world, no. because that is still a world. Mm-hmm. And yes we can detach from that from in our soul in our like soul right. work but there's still we are still a human exactly exactly all right so the next one the trap of self-victimization <clears throat> oh yes. yes just touched on it Heck yes all right so Soon after we experience a spiritual awakening and wake up from the insanity of the world, it is common for us to get stuck in self-victimization. We may start to perceive the world as a prison and other people as the captives or even captures. The uh, shock of awakening may send us spiraling into anxiety and paranoia. Inevitably, we may start feeling like victims resulting in blaming others and other people of higher powers for how we feel. Mm. Yeah, for real. (laughs) The spiritual trap of self-victimization can be seen on social media, which we were just talking about, which often tends to become a pity party party for spiritual fleetings. Mm. At the end of the day, we need to see that this is actually our thoughts that cause us to suffer, not the people or situations. We can take self-responsibility mm. for ourselves and our perspectives and our beliefs, and we can become more empowered once again. Yeah, it's that perspective, you know, because we can start to be like, I can see people like they wake up and then they know like, oh, I'm at this conscious level. that I'm at this consciousness that not everyone else is at. Right. And that's not saying that they're better than them or anything. No. But then they can start to feel like a black sheep and being like, oh, well, no one else is here. And no now I'm just like this me. like loner hermit witch in the woods that like no one understands and... which a lot of people do there are a lot of cases like mental health wise where people feel like the black shape and they feel yeah. like they don't fit in they feel like there's no place for them and they their feelings feel... are completely valid yeah but it's like it's to dive into that and to dive into why do i feel this way right and, why you know instead that could of, come in instead different... of blaming it on like oh well my family doesn't see me no no now you're projecting go yeah. inward yeah exactly. or blaming it on your guides or i see you know sometimes people i've seen people wake up but then something really you know hard happens in their life and and mother earth brings them something that we would look at as like wow that's really hard or that's really shitty Mm -hmm. and then they start to almost be mad at their guides or mother earth for like why did you why did you cause me this pain why did you take this person away from me right why did this relationship end and almost instead of not looking at themselves for the mistakes right. that they made, they blame Mother Earth for being like, well, you did it. Why did you do that? Why are you making me suffer? Mm-hmm. We're almost using our spirituality and our guides to blame them for the pain mm-hmm. that we feel. And then even... When really, we have to remember that we are here learning human lessons. Right, we need right. to remember exactly. there's a reason why we're in this physical body, to yep. learn the human experience, yep. to learn what Earth has to teach us. Yes, exactly. And then beyond that, it's more... 
the the mental health side of everything you have you know just everyday society that puts you into these victimization modes it doesn't even necessarily always have to do with spirituality we no, see this no, in no, like no. everyday in... life a lot of mental illnesses come from feeling victimized and right. it's it is we have said this before it is you need to uh, like actually accept that you were a victim that is very that important is, that is what That's taking important. responsibility of, yes. of it is is you realize that this it. thing that was shitty happened to me that is taking responsibility for mm-hmm. it and i am a victim of that and i'm a victim of that could like see what see what where you right maybe victimized someone else right see well, and, where other people play into this and, and i think that important. people's people are you know they don't want to yes because you have to take responsibility for for what happened to you which is realizing that you were a victim of something but then it's okay now what do you do about it are you going to heal or are you going to keep being in that trap? This thing that happened to you was probably, it's a, it's a shift of perspective. It's, it's right. changing what the mind wants to think about it. Cause mm-hmm. the mind wants to look at it in this super bad shitty way. Like, Oh, this thing happened to me, but right. maybe that thing happened to you to push you on a new path exactly. or to bring someone new into your exactly. life or to discover something new about yourself. Yes. And then as we do this, sometimes if we don't catch those things, if we don't catch the little, you know, signs of, Hey, this is probably the way you should go and like this Mm -hmm. is the path you should be taking if we miss that we stay in this cycle and it's a cycle and it happens again and And again again, and and again again. and people don't even realize it people literally don't even see themselves in this cycle that they're building for themselves Mm -hmm. and they see Mm -hmm. there's so many little pivots it's like a roundabout there's so many places to get out but they're just choosing to keep going in a circle and it's like when are you going to choose to go the opposite direction it's really up to you it's a hundred percent it is a choice and I can like corroborate that with my own personal experience recently like since my my big breakup that happened a while ago where like catalyzed my spiritual awakening i have dated several guys since then and i would go into these relationships for like mm-hmm. two, 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 three months and realize that and then suddenly my trauma my relationship trauma would get triggered and i'd be mm-hmm. like oh shit i gotta run away this is bad it's gonna end i'm gonna get hurt so i'm just gonna mm-hmm. you know immediately cut it. I'm gonna victimizing before victimize it even myself. happens i'm gonna cut it off before it even happens yeah and then i would be single Guard for, your heart. for a few months and then i would somehow pull these really great guys back in and then go through the same thing again and that happened recently with um the person i'm seeing now where like my trauma really got triggered a few weeks ago where this voice in my head was like, again, my relationship trauma, go away, end the relationship. You know, all the things I talked about right. from, you know, stuff that I gained from or stuff that happened to me from when my parents divorced, mm-hmm. like go, they're going to hurt you. It's your fault. End it, end it before they end it. Or, you know, this yeah. big, huge, like run away Setting type up feelings, walls, not boundaries. Yes. Yes. And I felt, I was like, I luckily I was able to recognize that pattern because I've mm-hmm done work on myself and I was like whoa I don't want to do this I really learned that it was my trauma response and of course I needed time and space for me to really sit in that shadow Mm -hmm. but I was able to go past it and be like okay I actually don't want to break up with you because I want this relationship is healing me Mm -hmm. it's really hard because it's bringing up my relationship trauma but that's where my trauma lies And I decided to, you know, to stay and to really see where it would go. And I've since feel like I've, it might come up again because I might be triggered again. It It probably will. Maybe not less intense. Yeah, it's to check in. For sure. To check in, that's all. But I've been able to move past it since and be like, wow. And since then, like, our relationship has been really abundant and bountiful. And I'm able to see him as an equal and... 
Mm-hmm. You know, not someone who's trying to hurt me or, mm-hmm. or you know, I'm learning trust. It I'm does, really learning that trust And it does again. help when you have someone who's really level-minded and yes. can really work with you I've with been that. Very so blessed it to... is, yeah, it is hard when you find yourself around people that don't promote what you, your growth. They yeah. don't promote your growth as you wish. Right. But maybe, you know, like take a look at that take a look at maybe the people you're around are inhibiting you and, and there are putting boundaries you in victimized in situations right there are boundaries in that we we do need to recognize that yes yes maybe you're at a different level of consciousness as someone else and maybe at this point you're not even trying to heal them anymore but them being in your life you almost have to lower yourself to be with them or to talk to them right and you don't need to do that yeah that's when we can have boundaries and that doesn't mean you're not loving them or not forgiving them but People, you we choose who's in our lives. Right. There's no one, anyone, even our family. That mm-hmm. is after you grow up and become an adult. If your family is in your life, that is your choice. Mm-hmm. That is a choice. You have Blood no obligation. Yeah. You have no obligation to be friends with them, to be family with them, to have relationships with anybody in your bloodline. Yeah. If you choose to, that is a choice. Beautiful. It's yes, beautiful. and it's beautiful. And if you yeah. choose that, that's great. I'm glad that you have a family that you can choose that with mm-hmm. or that you feel comfortable to make that choice. Right. But everyone in our lives is a choice. And if someone is not resonating with you, that doesn't mean that they're bad or wrong or that their journey is lesser than yours. That just means that you're not resonating at yeah. that time and you can set them free. Yeah. Maybe and, come and, back. And, and, okay. and they might be hurt by that, that by that decision. That's true. Mm-hmm. But not all, deci- not all decisions we make that are the right decisions are the easiest decisions. Most exactly. likely the right decisions is probably the hardest decision. Exactly. And part of living our truth is both of those decisions, the hard ones. Like mm-hmm. this card says, yes. Crow teaches us to walk our talk to find congruence between who we say we are and who we really know ourselves to be. Mm. And so, those like those yeah. tough truths are are, mm-hmm. are hard because yeah. it's like whoa speaking I... your truth is sometimes really hard right like wow. because it involves boundaries and it involves standing your ground to mean like no I'm actually not okay with that thing right and I feel this way or I have a boundary with that mm-hmm. and that is your capital T truth that is your truth yeah. and that's some of the hardest stuff especially in the American society uh-huh. to speak yeah. And sometimes we have physical traps in our lives, you know, that like actually prevent us that are kind of out of our control sometimes. Oh, yeah. From doing these things. So, I mean, if you're in one of those, then that's, you know. That's, and that's where you recognize, okay, this thing is happening. starting point, yeah. And where's, where, where can I change or shift a perspective? What mm-hmm. is this teaching me? That's always, anytime I feel like Mother Earth sends me something that I didn't choose to happen, uh-huh. the, the, don't, like, instead of victimizing myself or being a martyr of it, the question then becomes... What is this teaching me? What right. is the lesson with this? Where's yeah. the love? No, and it's Where's not... the love in this act yes. that mother gave me? Exactly. And we're not here to spiritual bypass that. And we're not here to be like, only find the light and love in no, things. No, no, we're trying to say, what is this teaching Where's the me? healing? Where's the teaching? What's and the that's teaching? most likely going to be a hard pain. thing. Even and, through pain. And love, I think... I think we also have a misconception about love in our society where we think it's only romantic, happy, ooey-gooey, lovey-dovey feelings. No, there is tough love. That is boundaries. Boundaries right. is tough love. When you tell someone that you care about that, no, the thing you do in, over here is not okay and I'm not okay with it anymore and I have boundaries with it. Not saying that you can't do it anymore, but right. I'm not going to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that is tough love. That's that is loving that other person to be like, hey, I love you enough to tell you that I don't like this thing you're doing. It doesn't mean that you need to change it or whatever, but I'm going to separate myself. And vice versa. If somebody says that to you, that's also your place to be like, 
okay. this hurts me yes. and I don't like this. And you may feel victimized by somebody mm-hmm. saying that to you, but you also have to recognize their side and recognize that they're just setting their boundaries where they need to. And maybe just because you're not resonating at that time doesn't mean you won't ever again. Right. And they're but, and, and they're actually loving you so much that yeah. they respect you to tell you what their yeah. boundaries are. And they want to you to live you your know. truth too. Exactly. They want you to live your truth just as much and your truths don't verge right now. Mm-hmm. Just not at the moment. So, yeah. Oh, yeah that was keep a going. on that. So, yeah. Nine, <laughs> the trap of the savior complex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that seems similar to the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, this trap is related to the previously mentioned trap of wanting to help others. The savior complex is adopted by people who feel a sense of superiority to the rest of humanity. Their sense of being different and more spiritually elevated can make them feel as though they are destined to fix the world. The savior complex can be most often seen within the light worker, starseed, healer circles who tend to put themselves up on pedestals, believing it is their cosmic duty to save the planet. <laughs> their perception aligns with the belief that there is something wrong with reality and uh... that other people are broken and need to be fixed Mm. which is an ego perspective Mm -mm. this perception also leads to an inflated ego sense of specialness and self-importance the savior complex can go one step further and evolve into a martyr complex martyrs believe they must bear the burdens of others or be too much of an empath honestly but it's Mm. not it's a narcissistic empath in that Mm -hmm. sense obviously this is an extremely unhealthy way of living which is based on christian conditioning thinking of the story of jesus by carrying other people's pain Mm -hmm. martyrs bypass taking responsibility for their own happiness and enable other people's in immature behavior oh okay see i've totally have felt this like before i went through my big like relationships and stuff Mm -hmm. where I was like, I want a man to save me and to make me feel whole again. I want a Mm -hmm. man to fill my cup and you know, that last part where it's like someone else is going to be responsible for how I feel there. There, a man is going to be the one that brings me happiness. And that's just not fucking true. (laughs) They, a man will not save you. A woman will not save you. You save yourself, my friend. Yes. Yep. 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 So in this part, it's basically explaining how, okay, it's kind of like what we were talking about. A lot of people saw how society and capitalism worked and they took their spiritual senses and they worked with it, but they kind of took it in a narcissistic standpoint. So to me, these are the, I'm not going to name any specifics or anything, but these big, if you see these big um spiritualists who have like who have these like big, big gathering and big yeah. follow followings and they like have youtubers yeah or, um, they have conventions blogs. and yeah. stuff and they try to sell a lot and oftentimes their things are really expensive and it's not to say that the things that they sell don't work or it's what they're just, saying doesn't work but yeah it's I, coming I, from the wrong place i have an issue with with some big spiritualists on like especially youtubers since I, that's where i i I listen to a lot of spiritualists on YouTube yeah. and spiritual philosophers and some of them, you know, they speak and they channel some really great stuff, but it seems to come from a place of, I know this and you don't. Yeah. And therefore I am better than you or right. I am fixing you. Oh, that was what I wanted to talk about too. Uh, the fixing um, side of things. You know, Buddhism teaches us that we are innately good. 
we right. are we are the best, the goodest, the most perfect version of us already. We already are it. Yeah. So is the world. But that is recognizing that the world is light and dark. Mm-hmm. The duality of Earth, Mother Earth mm-hmm. is that the, that she is light and dark. And it's not about fixing the darkness or only and only living in the light part. It's about sitting in that duality and, and letting the balance. Dark. Letting it be balanced. Yeah, we're never gonna stop saying that. You've probably heard us say that so many we're times. We're just gonna keep saying it. We're gonna drill it's... it into your head because it's true. Well, it's true. It's true. <laughs> we there is darkness. Everyone has darkness. The mm-hmm. world has darkness. Yeah. There, it's just as important. Th- just we couldn't have light if that darkness didn't exist. Yep. It's not about fixing or changing that darkness. Right. Yes, we can level up to like levels of consciousness where we're really vibing on love and joy and uh, wisdom and happiness more often in our lives. Right. But darkness is something that exists Mm -hmm. and And we have to know that is not something to be fixed it's something to be felt it's something to be embodied Mm -hmm. it's something to be to understand and not necessarily to change exactly because it can't change and this because that's coming from an ego place right as if it is wrong right and this can easily transform into toxic positivity. Yes. A lot of these messages that they're trying to convey, it's very much like don't pay attention to the dark because, you know, one of the things that wouldn't help you capitalize is telling people to work on their darkness because that's scary. Yes. Because people don't want to do that because people are driven away by the intensity that it seems to be. Well, in- And it's scary and people don't mm-hmm. want to do that. And so why, why would people buy something if it wasn't just all light and happy because... That's Clearly, if true. they're coming to you in the first place, they need the light, right? right? That's what they're thinking. But in all reality, they need they to evaluate need, the darkness. They that need to go in. to that shadow. Yes, and and it is scary. And we've also taught as a society through horror movies and stuff, which I love. Me, I love a good horror movie yeah. myself, but mostly because I'm not as I'm not really afraid of them anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but we've learned in society that darkness is bad. Dark that word has a negative connotation mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. Um, and I wish, I wish there was another word that can, that can describe that feeling without that being so without scary. being so scary. Yeah. Cause even the word shadow, yeah. shadow work has a scare, has, has a negative connotation for, at least for our oh, English yes. American language society. Yes. Imagine you know? if when we were kids, instead of our parents sheltering us from that thing that's under our bed or whatever it is, or the scary little darknesses or sheltering us from mm-hmm. scary movies. I mean, I'm not saying that. Every kid right, should right, right. see gore and all that kind of stuff. No, but, but imagine if we viewed darkness differently. And as a child, you got to understand that growing up so that you didn't suppress it when you got older. Because that's one of the learned toxic traits of being a child mm-hmm. is you almost learn toxic positivity. They teach yes. us learned po- toxic positivity. Yes. And we learn that darkness is bad or those sad, depressive, anger or depression. Those feelings are bad yeah. and not to be felt and to be avoided and that makes the shadow that's what that's when the shadow comes in yeah and that's the real truth i know the real truth is understanding both and and that's why it's a crow that's why a crow is representing this card it's a dark crow crows they they call them a murder a group of crows together is called a murder of crows a murder of ravens (laughs) and everyone's always looked so down on they're like oh what a disgusting bird because it's always represented death in these bad things bad quote bad things and it's really just just as beautiful as a bird of paradise, like mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. like that. So, all right, let's move on to yes. the trap of attachment, number 10. After experiencing profound and expansive mystical experiences, which often come after significant spiritual growth, 
It is common for us to attach to the experience. It can be painful to come down from these experiences and return back to usual enlightened reality or unenlightened reality. We can also attach to our stories and our beliefs about spirituality because the mind tries to make sense of this transcendent experience. It will often latch onto various ideas as a form of control. But the more we attach our beliefs, stories, desires, and mental interpretations, the more we suffer. We get that everything passes, even transcendent experiences. Enlightenment isn't a destination. It is a complete surrender, mm. a fundamental shift, shift in the way that we approach life. Attachment is perhaps the most common trap that sabotages our spiritual growth. On one hand, attachment to ideas to help us grow, but ultimately, those ideas that we are unwilling to let go of end up stagnating our growth. When ideas become protection blankets rather than catalysts for our growth, there is a big problem. We need to realize that freedom cannot be experienced through the mind. Freedom mm. is felt when we can be liberated from attaching or from attachments to our thoughts. I think this one's really great. I think, especially for people that dabble with psychedelics right. and have experienced awakenings through psychedelics in mm -hmm. some way, we because I know that I've done, yes. I've I've gotten that's attached so to important. my to my psychedelic experiences where I was like, oh, that's the truth. Yeah, I felt, you know, I felt uh -huh. nirvana for for a few uh -huh. hours or something. Yeah, and then I come back to my human, uh -huh. and I'm like, whoa, I'm in a lot of pain, and my mind attaches to, oh, that nirvana that I felt is true. And then I judge and suffer more in my human because mm. it hurts. Yeah. And I, I, I am, I attach to that thought of like, oh, I, and I want to get there again. So uh -huh. then I'm attached to the psychedelic yeah. to get myself to that place right. again. When in reality, you can do all that. I can do all that through the yourself. human, through the human myself. Exactly. I can start, I can do that through exactly. the human itself. And that takes a lot of work, you know, mm -hmm. again, back to Buddhism. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, I'm not saying that the Buddhists had it completely right. I just, that's just one one facet of stuff that I like to speak through. Um, but yeah, we can really attach to those, almost like attach to those enlightened yeah. experiences mm -hmm. as truth. Right. And not actually then do the work in the human to get the human to that place. Yeah, you know? exactly. So it's a lot of that. Also, it's easier. I think you were talking about this a little bit earlier. It's like you want to just go. It's like the responsibility part. It's easier to just go and you know meditate rather right. than do your laundry and i think this one yes. really embodies a lot of the things that we've talked about it talks about mm. or it's really embodying you know the th i don't know it's like the ego we hold on to i think that's another big attachment that we have is we hold on to this ego like of our awakening you know especially if we've awoken through a psychedelic or something mm -hmm. like that because i would also agree that was one of the catalysts to my third eye awakening mm -hmm. you could say or whatever it is just the the realization to the uh, matrix if you yeah, want to put matrix, it that way the illusion um yeah the illusion itself mm -hmm. um or to the truth and that yeah it is something you have to kind of let go of and be like this is not the truth this was information this was a this learning was a download. once again right you need to look at it and be like what is this teaching what me is this teaching not you? what am i living by within right, this or right. what is this telling me to live by because right. you're not you are living by what you choose to embody from the lessons of yes. it well again yeah i think psychedelics are a great way to catalyze some awakening of some sort to learn more about yourself to to connect 
more with your higher self. But again, it is only a teaching and the real work comes afterwards, after the trip, after the psychedelic was taken, when you actually implement those things you learned and embody right. those things you learned and do the human work that connects you doing the work where connecting the human to that soul place that you found. Exactly. So I'm just going to go ahead and read the last one too, because I think it goes really well with this one. So yeah, the trap yeah, yeah. of relying on external answers, kind of, you know, psychedelic stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. Literally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Relying on the external <laughs> answers. Yeah. Um, as we progress through our spiritual paths, it is normal and beneficial for us to seek out external support, like we were saying earlier. Reading books, attending workshops and seminars, going to retreats, practicing holistic techniques, and getting a personal guru all help us experience spiritual growth. Yeah. However, after a while, it is common for us to become too dependent on external answers for our freedom mm-hmm. and happiness. <clears throat> for the answers to our freedom and happiness. Mm-hmm. This pitfall can be seen in many spiritual seekers' obsession and glorification of their gurus, like we said, the whole, you know, superiority complex. Yes, of healers who are like, I am your healer, I am the one who healed you. I'm your guru, kind of thing. Yeah, in other words, projecting or disowning their divinity onto Right, being like, oh, I'm only feel this way. They'll take care of it for me. Or or also not empowering themselves. We're like, oh, I'm at this loving, awake place because this guru taught me all these things. No, you did it yourself, honey. Exactly. Be proud of yourself. Exactly. So then it says, eventually, as we become accustomed to constantly searching outside of ourselves for answers... We forget the presence of our own souls. We forget Mm. that our ultimate source of guidance and wisdom comes from within us. And instead, we keep chasing things outside of ourselves that we believe will enlighten us. Just like you said with psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Um, you were chasing yeah, you that for a while because you were like, this is the only thing this that's going to help you that get keeps there. Me, yeah. Which I mean, it is like they said, it is a cat. It is nice to be able to use those tools. It's okay to use those yeah. tools. But there once are again, it's balance. Them it's balance. To learn. Once again. Yeah. But again, it's balance and knowing that at the end of the day, it's it's the human. That's yeah. the most important. And you because are because that's what you're in. The most that's important the tool to this. Yes. Because I've had moments of where I was really confused about what my next step was and was asking my guides, like, what do I do? Asking universe, what do I do? And they didn't give me any answers. They didn't fucking say shit. Because yeah. they were because and and I was getting mad, you know, yeah. at them. Because I was like, why don't I why am I confused? Why am I lost? And then I realized that was the teaching. Yeah. I was learning the void. Yeah. I was learning to not know. Yeah. I was learning the mystery. Exactly. Learning that I'm not supposed to know yeah. all the all the answers. I'm not supposed to know fucking yeah. barely any of the answers. Yeah, because the truth is lying in the, the truth is lying. answers Yes, the yeah. truth is lying in the surrender that you don't know. That yeah. we don't know exactly. everything. That we sh- won't know everything and that we're not supposed to know uh-huh. everything. And that's part of living out of our illusion and right. walking our talk and talking our walk. Right. You know, and like part, of, part of the human experience is, is knowing, is living in that surrender. Letting the uni- working with the universe in the unknown. Letting it be unknown. Right. Letting the answers come and resurface and flow down the river and float to you instead of trying to, you know, will them into existence in some way. Right. Right. Or to dig them out of the dirt or exactly, something. Exactly, because once again, is the harder you but there's push, du- the more it resists. Right, but then there's a duality with that because uh-huh. we are co-creators. Uh-huh. So there's the you do the, need to push to some extent. We, we, but... we need to let the thing flow down the river and the opportunity to come. But then we need to say yes. Mm-hmm. And then once we say yes, we can build and become architects and do mm-hmm. all the work and take action. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a balance with both. Right. And there's people who you know try to just will things into existence all the time and are trying and trying and trying exactly. and trying to be something, trying to do something, and they're exhausted at the end of the day um, and they feel powerless and 
um, and they don't really feel, you know, whole. And then there's people who just sit in that feminine side of it where they're just let all the answers come to them, but then they don't actually say yes. Yeah. And they don't actually take, take power, action yeah. and take and take in the power of it yeah. and actually take action from the, the, the mm-hmm. stuff they're receiving. There's a balance between both exactly. of those. And we can't lie on either of them, you know? Yeah. And really at the end of the day, like, yes, we have our guides and the universe to help us, but you're human. Your human is the only one that you're with yourself. Yeah. yeah it's the only thing you can And your intuition control. is so valid. Yeah. It's important too. It's like one of the most important right. tools that you are given as well as just the mind to think it through. Right. And it's okay to like submit to the mystery. That's it's also a, yes. part of this. That's a part of the learning. The it's okay to not know. And be out of control of something. Let yourself, let yourself, yes. Let yourself be hopeless. Let yourself be out of control. Let yourself mm-hmm. be wild. Yeah. Let yourself not know. Yeah. Exactly. There's joy in not knowing as in being ignorant to something, but not knowing as, oh, I don't know what my purpose is or I don't know what my next step is. It will be revealed to you. And Uh if you surrender to that void energy, that nothingness, the universe will always give you a feather bed at the end of the the tunnel. (laughs) It's almost like surrendering the universe with, will always match it's you. like surrendering with discipline it's surrendering knowing that you can surrender what you can and then have your times for your yeah. discipline have your times for your work and have your times for you know the things that matter to you your family mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yourself and have your you know fold your laundry unlike me right <laughs> um, so yeah yeah it's, it's a balance of those of those masculine of those feminine energies yeah exactly um because again we are both mm-hmm no matter what type of body you have, no matter what gender you are, you we have an equal amount of masculine and feminine mm-hmm. energy, and it's fi- about finding your balance. Of right, it. exactly. That is what the crow is trying to teach us. It's trying to teach us our truth, our which truth, is that our balance. balance. Our balance of our energies, yeah. our balance of the duality. Human, the duality of masculine and feminine, the duality of human soul, the duality of narcissist empath, you know, mm-hmm. any sort of archetypal uh, version of us and it's and it's duality of it because there's a duality of everything exactly exactly um, and the capital T truth is beyond that duality is the embodiment is the embody embodiment excuse me of <laughs> of the duality yeah. the embodiment of duality right right mm-hmm. so no it's just taking in both as we always say it's always just a yeah. gentle approach as, oh, as always, not as easy as it no. sounds. But I know, we really make it sound like we're like blah 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 blah. blah yeah. Being spiritual sound and easy. <laughs> we're still working on it too. Oh, so yes. you're not alone. Yes. We're this... speaking to ourselves as well oh, as yeah. much as we're speaking to the world. Oh yeah. This is I'm... even more for us in a way because we need to hear these things oh, more than anybody. Yeah. I've got so much from this to really like check myself. Like I have mm-hmm. now a whole list of like, oh my god, Owen, check yourself before you wreck yourself Literally. type yeah. of thing. Yeah, Um, it's a good thing. It's good pointers, and I think everybody needs to hear it along their spiritual journey. If I would have heard a lot of these things and really know the details about these things earlier in my journey, mm -hmm. it could have helped. It could have. So that's why we wanted to put these out early and I, and think, I think it's it's something yeah. that we don't think about because when we become spiritual we think that's the answer and that's the truth but mm-hmm. there can be egoic spiritual traps that there that are there and mm-hmm. i think that's really important to recognize and um yeah i'm really glad that that we talked about those yeah yeah it's needed just to see the other side of the coin But yeah, 
that's really it for today just right. with the the crow card um, yes yes thank you out, so much look out for, for these listening. little friends keep an eye out for the crows yeah if they're there they're just remember I this episode the, i love the crows if you start to see them remember uh, your truth remember your truth it's taught, it's all truth baby they're symbolic they're that's very symbolic of uh, yes if you see a crow then you are being guided to i don't know check in with yourself and check yeah. in with your truth and just keep it as a little reminder. Yeah. Chandler is reminders. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> Thanks for okay, listening. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. We will talk to y'all next time. We would like to thank Anchor for publishing our podcast and helping us reach more listeners. We would also like to thank Luis Santa Cruz for making our wonderful cover art. Thanks, man.